Blog Talk Radio. Dig it! Welcome to the Atomic Drop Show, live on Blog Talk Radio. Your number one source for wrestling news, interviews, and analysis. You better listen to this. Hey everybody, this is Sunny, the original diva of the WWE, and you're listening to the Atomic Drop Show. This is David Marquez of the National Wrestling Alliance. This is the Slasher, the Slicer, the Dicer, the Ripper, the Sweater, the Love Taker, the Money Maker, the Honey Shaker. God. My name is Lauren Brooks, the passion of you for TNA Wrestling, and you are listening to the Atomic Drop Show. You can be part of the show by calling in at area code 646-915-9116. This is Evan McLeod from NWA New York. The one, the only, milk chocolate, Willie Mac, a.k.a. Chocolate Caliente. Have you seen me at Lucha Ravoon? The Rock Superstar Chaos. This is Jesse Hernandez out here in California, brother. The hardcore homo angel. This is Jimmy Jacob, the founder and the CEO of SMJ, myself, the hardcore enforcer of Mr. California, brother. I am the master of the mic, the one, the only, mouth of the West, GQ Money. Seamus. The Celtic Warrior. Yeah. Tune in to the Atomic Drop Show, where you will be powerbombed by Sid Vicious. And now, here are your hosts, Justin Todd and Kyle Cruz. You little punk ass thieves. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another star-studded event known as the Atomic Drop Show. I am her colorful, talented, and also tipsy co-host, Justin Time. Alongside me, all the way out in Southern California, is my co-host, Kyle Cruz. Kyle, what up? Justin, I just wanted to let you know in front of the entire world how embarrassed I am. Folks, I'm going to let you guys know, all right? I'm going to let you in on a little secret. This isn't just some gimmick. This isn't just uh, you know, a work. Just in time here. <laughs> so this is going to be an interesting hour. Um, Woo. We haven't had him drunk in, uh, in at least on air for about a year and a half now. So this should be an interesting show. It's good to be back on the Atomic Drop Show. Because uh, I host it. Unfortunately, it has to be on the show where we have a special guest, current NWA World Heavyweight Champion, Adam Pierce, on the show. So this should be interesting. This should be... Hey, 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 hey. Yeah. You know what I got to do real quick? What do you have to do real quick? Yes, ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, today Vince McMahon is 46 years young. Actually, he's 64. He's 64. What did I say, 46? You said, you said 46. <laughs> I made him younger. Yay for wrestling. So happy birthday to Vince McMahon, 64 years old, and uh, do you think that you know, he's going to retire anytime soon, or is he just going to be... Hell no, he's going to keep running that damn thing until he's dead in the ground. So, I mean, okay, look, you're 64 years old, and, you know... Maybe you're 24. No. If you are... I'm not. Am I 25? If you are... If you are Vince McMahon and you have all of the money that you do, what do you do for your 64th birthday? I mean, because I believe that 
Linda is on the campaign trail, so Vince pretty much has a mansion all to himself. So what do you do? Do you go out on your yacht and, and have like a boat party? Do you? I bring over Trish Stratus. And make her bark like a dog again? Oof. Something like that. Bark, bark. What? Did she go bark, bark? No, she said woof, woof. That's what she said. Trust me, I've watched this video several times. Several times. Because, you know, we, we can get You're it. a hardball. And you know this. Like, whomever... I do. No, I'm just like, who, whoever is a regular listener of the show will know that I'm pretty much a perfect. This dog is. What up, the cars? Speaking of... <laughs> of the cars, one of our faithful and loyal listeners. Uh, you can actually be one of them. You can call us up and be a part of this foolishness. Call us up at area code 646-915-9116. The number is area code 646-915-9116. You can call us up and talk about Raw, NXT, SmackDown, even some TNA, which I'm pretty sure that I would be dominating that conversation anyway. But, or you could call and talk about... <laughs> I'm always seeing a lot of boobs. Uh, who is seeing a lot of boobs? Gene Simmons. Kind of a random name, but why do you bring him up? <laughs> because he's on right now. So you have the TV on in the background. I hear you. You swing. You're swinging. You know, you're you're taking a sip of something out there. I mean, are you even at all paying attention to the show? I mean, you know, because if not, then it's I... It's got 5.8 alcohol value. And I normally don't read the label, so is that pretty good or what? It's decent. When did you start... I mean, when... What time of the day did, did you start drinking? Because... I'm curious, because once I come out there, I don't, you know, want to, like, arrive at the airport and you are... 8 o'clock. So you, uh, 7.50, 7.50-ish, 8 o'clock-ish. So, so you purposely got drunk an hour before our show started, knowing that we have one hell of an interview coming up, right? It's these shows. The bottom line is, is that you... You had this much to drink an hour before the show. Re- regardless. Dude. Yeah, Dude. what? What? Kyle. Yeah. So let me tell you, I got I got an exciting adventure. What's your exciting adventure? Like, so, do we have, well, this is the closest thing to my exciting adventure. Oh, nerds! But that will lead into... Justin Times trip to the dermatologist. Can't believe this shit's going on. What about Justin Times ships the damn dermatologist? What about it? Just, remember, remember a while ago I tweeted to you about my warts. Uh, I would like to forget, but sure. Well, Justin Time, right here went to a dermatologist to get his warts treated. Did you see the damn story? Well, 
I, besides waiting for about 45 minutes in the waiting room while reading old magazines from 2008, believe it or not, there was a lot of good cars out in 2008. But that's besides the point. Damn right, beside the point. But so this damn, this damn conversation. So what about your freaking chip to the damn dermatologist? What the hell's going on? So I went to the dermatologist, and then I sat there, and the dude had the softest hands. Like you, were still like, like, you, you were feeling on some dude's hands? No, he was feeling on my feet, and I was having a Gene Snitsky moment. But what speaking he of which, I, Speaking of which, I, I uh, have to. the show? Gene Snitsky will, will not be on this show. I I, I, I tell you what, I'm an effort to get <laughs> on this show, okay? Hey, we already have the boogeyman coming on, so. But look, uh, I, I, I have to squeeze in some, some stimulus of wrestling news in the first 10 minutes of the show. Condolences to Gene Snitsky because he just recently lost uh, his, his brother. Um, No... No details on uh, the cause of death at this time, but definitely condolences sending out to James Nitsky. So, continue with your story that's totally unrelated to wrestling. Go ahead. So I sat there in the seat, and he took out a scalpel, believe it or not, and he started hacking away at my warts. Two on both feet. Actually, one on both feet. That sounds better. Then... We need to put acid on my feet. Then bandage them up and told me to wear the bandage for about two weeks. And? And that's my trip to the dermatologist. Ooh, South Park's on. Fucking unbelievable shit ever. I'm going to get fired because of this. Anyway... Um, folks, once again, I apologize for my lame. Oh, yay! Hurt my lame co-host, who, by the way, is going to be running the switchboard. So if you hear, (laughs) then um, that's 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 his fault. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to call. Did I tell you that I sold Hold on a second. Money. Let me get the plug out the way. Hold on a second. Folks, if you want to join us, please call us up so we can avoid this madness. Call us up, please. Please, Lord, please. Erico, 646-915-9116. Talk about Raw, SmackDown, NXT, TNA, whatever you want. As we prepare for uh, Adam Pierce as he joins us at about the bottom of the hour. Um, so call us up. Talk. You said bottom. Yes, I did. What is this, a freaking third grade? What is it? <laughs> Call us up, 646-915-9116. Justin, I have to yes, hear sir. the conversation in the, the direction of something wrestling-related. Did you happen to catch Raw last night? I caught some of it while I was dozing in and out of consciousness. I wish you would do the same thing here in this show. Um, I re- What do I remember from Raw last night? I remember... When Seamus uh, came out and had a throne. Yes. It was like King Seamus all, all of a sudden last night. In I thought it was going to be King William Regal coming out. Dude, King William Regal, when he was the King of the Ring, what? That had to be 2008 when he was the GM also at the same time. And, and he would like cut the lights off in the arena. That was awesome. That, that was some, some great episodic TV. In fact, 
dare I say that was was better than than this whole the product they're pushing out now. Yes, indeed, certainly. Let me tell you something about this anonymous GM. What's your theory? What what are your thoughts on this whole raw anonymous GM thing? Hang on. It is coming on. Okay, let me tell you about this anonymous GM bullshit right now. What you got? It's pissing me off. Why is it pissing you off, man? Because everyone said it was supposed to be The Rock, and The Rock was supposed to come during the summer, and yet the month of August is almost over, and that means that the month that the summer months are almost done with. And The Rock has not come out to proving himself that he is the raw GM manager. So who the hell is the raw GM manager? It just pisses me off to no extent that we have some no-good, lally-gagging, tight stealing that you can read on a teleprompter. Thank you, Michael Cole, who also hates our truth GM manager who remains in the shadows that I do not like. A couple things there. Obviously, summer is winding down, but there are a few weeks left to go in summer. Plus, don't rule out the fact that next week, is the 900th episode of Monday Night Raw. So you, you never know. They, they might end up revealing who this, this anonymous GM is going to be, and it could very well be The Rock. I'm not too sure that it, it is him. The, 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 more, the most obvious pick, most obvious, is what, Michael Cole. What, what, I, what, what I don't understand is how he went on the microphone and read what the GM had to say when he said he did not respect Bret Hart. Yeah. I mean, at this point, the anonymous GM has been kept so ambiguous where it's just hard to keep up with. It is. And he he is such a flip-flopper worse than John Kerry, who I respect, but just babbles on nonsensical uh, information that just keeps dragging on and on, which makes no sense at all, just to make his speeches a lot longer like I'm doing right now. I'm saddened by what I'm hearing right now. Ladies and gentlemen... Also, don't forget to pick up your Hanes ketchup. Folks, I'm going to hit the reset button here 15 minutes into the show, just in case you haven't been listening, thank God. Um, just in time, my co-host on the other end of the line in New York has decided an hour before the show to uh, have a little Not bit... Not necessarily. You just said it was like an hour before the show started. It so, was an hour before the show. If you knew that type of day I was having, you would have been driven to drink too. Have you ever had a shooter? Yes. I had two of them. And it's showing... It, it is showing. So, ladies and gentlemen, once again, I apologize on behalf of my co-host, and uh, uh, I apologize to our guests and all of our future callers for just you the time. Say what? You guys rock. Yes, you guys do. 
I'm going to keep continuing throwing out the number until we get somebody to <laughs> drive away. Just drive us away from this conversation. 646 9116. 646 9116. Justin, the main, yeah, event, the main event for Night of Champions was announced. It's going to be a six pack challenge. For the, for the WWE Championship. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but the last time that we saw a six-pack challenge for... for the last time we had a six-pack challenge, we had a hell of a time trying to do that sell that we didn't do for SummerSlam. There was never a six-pack challenge for SummerSlam. Yeah, but I'm just saying we had a hell of a time trying to do one of those sells to all the people who do this, who, who listen to ourselves. I want to apologize for not doing one. I don't have a car right now, so not because I'm drunk or I lost it to a DWI. I sold it to a very good friend of mine who has had a hard-on for my car since October. He wanted that car in the worst possible way. I'm such a good friend. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. Remember when Mike Gavinley said you're making me happy? Yeah, no. He did not say you're making me happy. You always make this mistake. You're making me happy is, is the name of the alcohol. It's you're making me crazy. That's what he said. That's what he said. He said you're making me crazy. And right now, if I could, if I could excuse myself for using a, a line from that crap bag, Mike McAdamley, you're just making me crazy right now. And, and not in a good way. Not in a good way at all. Boom. 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 <laughs> I made a reference. Going back to my original point, the six-pack challenge was announced for Night Back to life. Back to reality. I bet you can't name who sung that. TLC. No. It's wrong. It's a group called Soul to Soul. That sounds like a good TNA pay-per-view. What? Which would suck. What would be a great TNA pay-per-view name? Soul to Soul. Well, that's you know that's what that's what the, that that is what their dating website would be. Well, see, I mean, T, TNA has a fetish for for these dirty pay-per-view names. I mean, what? Yeah, you had Hard Justice and Hardcore Justice. Mm. You, you you have Bound for Glory. You oh. Got, <laughs> you got. Like what? Uh, let's see. There was one more that that was pretty pretty bad. Um, Slammiversary. Oh. Slammiversary. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, Slam me to the bed, dirty little bitch. God. But again, I apologize on behalf. Where's the chorus? I don't know, but he's not here soon enough. Please call us up, Eric Hope, 646 we We're approaching the bottom of the hour. Let's go to the joint. Scheduled to join us once again. I, I had scheduled to join us as NWA World Heavyweight Champion and former Ring of Honor Booker, Adam Pierce. We're going to see uh, if he calls Pierce in. Day. We're going to see if he can, uh, if he's going to call in, and we can talk a little bit about his departure from Ring of Honor, plus the big uh, NWA Championship Wrestling from Hollywood tapings that are going down tomorrow night, tomorrow night from the Galaxy Theater in Santa Ana, California. All your information can be found at nwahollywood.com. And uh, we'll talk to him about that 
once we get a hold of him. So please, let me get back to my original point. When do you ever have a point? I always have a point, but unfortunately, you're always there to fuck it up. But in, in any case, in any case. Night of Champions, the main event was announced. Six pack That's on my birthday. Certainly on your birthday. And you're coming up here on my birthday. Right now, I'm seriously considering not doing that. I spent a lot of money on those tickets. You didn't spend jack on these tickets. Shh, don't break K-Fib. Hey, no, 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 no. Hold on a second. We have to give the proper due to the future Mrs. Time because the future Mrs. Time dropped a lot of coin, dropped a lot of dime to uh, to to uh, to bring me out there. So out of respect for her, I'm gonna go out there, and then I will. You can add all of the sound effects that you want, but I tell you what, I'm gonna go out there, and I'm gonna. I'm 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 gonna look her in the straight in the face, and I'm gonna tell her how much of a douchebag she's about to marry. That's awesome, and you're my best man at my wedding. Exactly. I'm gonna tell her like, hey, remember that one time I called you really late at night when I had that problem? Yes, and let's move on. <laughs> That's worth it again. Once again. I'll be good. Are you sure about that? Please continue. I'm just right now. Are you really done? I'm going to be the professional correspondent to the Atomic Drop show that one can humanly want me to be. That's all I can ask. That's all I can ask. They announced the main events one more time. They announced the, they announced the main event for WWE United Champions coming up on Mr. Time's birthday. The six-pack challenge full of beer. Leave it up to you to to make an alcohol rinse out, out of uh, the six-pack challenge, especially in your state right now. Is the lineup here? Sheamus will defend the WWE Championship against. Hey, 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 hey! hey. Let, let me take a stab at it. This should be fun. Who are the other five guys that Sheamus are going to face and not champions? Wade Barrett. Wade Barrett. Yeah, that, that's one. Seamus himself. Sure. All right. Jericho. Okay. Edge. Okay. Cena. Okay. And... Ooh. E. R-Truth. You're a funny guy. It's not R-Truth. It's not R-Truth. Wade Barrett, Seamus, Chris Jericho, John Cena, Edge... And the Viper himself, Randy Orton. Orton. Yes, leathery little snake. <laughs> I wonder if you can drain the like the the like the venom out of him. But then would he still be viperish? 
That would be a poem. Or maybe a haiku. A haiku is a... Uh, a haiku is full of 16 syllables or less. Hmm. I don't know why I fall into these traps. Is it 16 or 18? I don't know. I don't care. I learned this back in like the fourth grade, and I, I really don't remember this. So I'm so sorry. Yeah, it should be sorry. It really should be, but... I am. I, I should have been a professional host and not drinking. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, what's our number again? 646-915-9118? Six. 646-915-9116. Once again. Yeah, that's all the number off. Once again. Area code six four six nine one five nine one one six to talk about whatever is on your mind. The nine hundredth episode of Raw is coming up next week, and the only thing that episodes are we up to? I lost count. I need to backtrack and start counting again. Okay. I'll do that before next production meeting. Um, the the nine hundredth episode of Monday Night Raw. Frank episode is the bomb. 900th episode of Monday Night Raw coming kind up of next week, and the only thing announced for that show currently, currently, is a confrontation between Lay Cool, Layla, who's just totally beautiful, and I would just bang in. Couldn't have said it better myself. You know, she's probably one of the hottest little divas out there right now. I'm gonna say, out of WWE divas, to me, she's the hottest. Did you hit a cheerleader too? For the Miami Heat. For the Miami Heat. Don't you hate those guys? Because they took Shaq. Well, not because they took Shaq. Not necessarily. I mean, you know, Shaq's a good player and everything like that. I don't... But he can't make a three throw. He can't make a what now? Three... A three-pointer. He can't make that either. But what can he make? A... Free throw. You can't make a free throw. Yeah, yeah. well, he's gotten a, a, a little better, but whatever what have you, man. Whatever what have you. Bullshit, man. Anyway, no, I'm not a big fan of the Miami Heat because they have these supposed, as are being called the Miami Thrice, Dwayne <laughs> Reed, uh, Chris Bosh, and LeBron. Wait, Barrett. Pretty much. They're like the basketball version of the NWL, so... I thought the Oakland Raiders were pretty bad, too. Oh, they're terrible. They're, they are freaking garbage. You know what? Side note. Side note. Yeah, yeah I mean, because there, hasn't, there haven't been enough already. You're my best man at my wedding, so I'm allowed to do this. My buddy at work, Big Brian, who's like six foot seven. What about him? He's a very tall drink of water, and I respect him because you don't want to anger a giant. But he got his copy of the official NFL.com uh, uh, fantasy football magazine. Okay. And believe it or not, guess who was ranked number one as quarterback? None other than Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers? Believe it or not, he was ranked A number one. 
Number two was Drew Brees. Number three was Peyton Manning. Anything else to add to this conversation that's wrestling-related at all or no? Yes. Jay Gorgeous. What about him? Jay Gorgeous actually just sent me a text message. Okay. He says he cannot make the show, but he sends his regards. I'm glad you could sneak in that little bit of wrestling-related information before because our guest, in, in fact, our guest is on right now. So, Justin, please be under investigator, I swear to God. All right. <laughs> so my next guest has dominated headlines in the wrestling world over the past week or so due to his sudden departure from Ring of Honor as his head booker. Despite this, this man still wears many hats, perhaps none of them more prestigious than being the current NWA World Heavyweight Champion. My guest at this time, Scrap Iron Adam Pierce. Adam, how are you doing tonight? I'm good. <laughs> And just to uh, just to add to your conversation about the many hats I wear, I also wear a green and gold Green Bay Packer hat and Aaron Rodgers. Oh, that, oh yeah, baby! Oh. Okay, go. Just have a fellow Green Bay Packer on the other line. It's been a long time since I met one of you. Well, give me to it. We're growing in numbers. See, I. I, I don't really share share the same feeling because number one, I'm an Eagle fan, so I'm a Philly boy, so I love my Eagles and everything like that. And uh, plus, as you heard, my co-host Justin is is, is a very big Packer fan, so I feel like I'm kind of outnumbered at the moment right right now. So you know, it's not a good feeling. Watch your back. We're ready. <laughs> Thank you very, very much, Adam. Well, Adam, of course, uh, of course, the NWA presents its TV tapings tomorrow night, which you'll, you'll be a part of, but we'll get back to that in just a second. But first, I want to talk about, of course, the big news and, and, uh, and your departure from Ring of Honor. Uh, what can you tell us about your departure from that company? Uh, you know, basically the same thing I've been saying to anybody that asks. Anytime you have a difference of ideology uh, between high-ranking people in a company, that creates kind of a division and, and uh, you know, put some stress on some people. You find yourself in a, in a situation where nine times out of ten a change is necessary. And uh, Kerry Silkin, the owner of the pre- and president of Ring of Honor, who I respect immensely as as both a uh, a boss and a person found himself in that situation and uh, he was in the middle of it and had to make a decision and made a choice that I think was easiest for him and for the company to move forward in kind of a status quo and, and I can respect it. Uh, I don't necessarily like his decision. I don't think anybody would like to be unemployed when they, when they uh, didn't have to be but again I, I respect and understand his decision and uh, and I'm living by it. Can you share any more in, insight, you know, on the differences between the two sides? Was it creatively the direction of the business model or something else totally completely? It had nothing whatsoever to do with the actual wrestling or in-ring uh, as it pertains to Ring of Honor. And, and I'm on record as saying that I don't really care who the booker or the uh, matchmaker or the head writer is of Ring of Honor. I don't think that the, the company's shortfalls uh, are really related to the actual in-ring creative at all, and ever have been, and ever will be. 
can you just tell tell us, you know, how you even ended up on the booking side there? I mean, you know, after Gabe Sapolsky left in 2008, how did you, um, how did you even get in? How did you get into the driver's seat, so to speak? Well, that's, that's an easy one. I was hired by Kerry Silken. <laughs> you know, I mean, how does anybody get a job? You know what I mean? Uh, Kerry Silken approached me at the end of 2008 when uh, he was in, a, in a, a situation where he felt like he wanted to make a change to the, the in-ring, the creative in, in Ring of Honor, and, and try and take the product away, uh, in a sense, from the normal, everyday internet wrestling fan-based uh, DVD-based model into something different that uh, would have a broader appeal. And um, in in figuring that out, he decided he needed to make a creative change at the top with, with uh, Gabe Sapolsky, uh, you know, being the one who needed to go and and, uh, and decided that he thought I was probably the best uh, available at that time. Can you describe what the transition period was like for you? I mean, at the time you were just one of the proverbial boys in the back, if you will. So how was the experience going from being a peer to being in a position of power? You know, there's a, there's an adjustment period anytime you have something like that. I think fortunately for me, my tenure in wrestling in general and, and always being a senior man in the locker room, you know, from that standpoint, I was always accustomed to having guys come to me for ideas uh, for their matches or advice on things and, and whatnot. So that never really changed. What really changed was, you know, I went from being a locker room veteran and, and a kind of a guy in that stature to being the boss. And anytime you have that going on, you especially when you've got to kind of put friendships aside and, and whatnot to, to make decisions that you think are for the betterment of the company, there's an adjustment period, and I would say it probably took a, a, a good six months or so before myself and the locker room were comfortable with it. Fortunately, I had the respect of everybody going in, so that made it easier. Did you ever have the chance to wrestle Brian Danielson or even meet him? I've wrestled Brian Danielson probably 15 times, yeah. Oh, good Lord. So what is your experience with him? What do you mean? What's my experience? Uh, I mean, how how do you, do you think he actually is WWE worthy, or do you think he's actually worth the TNA worthy? Just in your honest opinion. I think Brian Danielson is one of the best in-ring wrestlers that I've ever been around in 15, going on 16 years. And more than that, as a quality human being in any locker room, that would have Brian Danielson, and it would be better for it. Justin, you have any more questions that have to chip? No. I'm just humbled and honored to actually have a world champion on the other line right now, so I'm kind of like marking out right now, believe it or not. Calm down, brother. It's all right. You know, it's it's all good. We're going to have fun with this. <laughs> now, Adam, uh, after you, you took over at Ring of Honor, uh, there was definitely a noticeable change in, in, in the product with uh, with the shows on HGNet and expanding to Internet pay-per-view. In, in a nutshell, um, how did you approach booking Ring, Ring of Honor? What was your, your booking philosophy, if you will? Booking philosophy is kind of a vague question. What do you mean? 
I mean, I mean, what, what, what exactly were you trying to accomplish? I mean, were, were, were you just trying to let, let, you know, let the, let the guys just go out and, and wrestle, or were you trying to put um, any other, any certain special twist on, on storylines or anything like that? Or, I mean, it, it, it seems like Ring of Honor um, is more, uh, for lack of a better expression, more MMA-based as far as, you know, just, just having two guys or, or two tag teams just going out there having a realistic build-up as opposed to some of the crazy and wacky stories that we see from WWE and TNA. I think Ring of Honor has always been the alternative to the product that you'd see on uh, Raw or SmackDown, and, and I don't think that changed at all from myself and Gabe Sapolsky. The only real difference, I would say, between what he was doing and what I was doing is I was trying to suck in some of those fans who may have been tired of seeing what they were seeing on Raw and or SmackDown and on TNA and, and give them that in-ring competition uh, based on sport that Ring of Honor was known for. But at the same time, if you're producing episodic television, which Ring of Honor has, has began doing in February last year and, and will continue to do so every Monday on, on HDNet, you, you can't go out there and put uh, wrestling exhibitions or, uh, you know, for, for lack of a better analogy, you know, real wrestling on television. If that was the case, then to the Olympics every four years, the wrestling would dominate the ratings. And as everyone knows, it's simply not the case. So you've got to give them some sizzle with the steak. And I think that we just tried to minimize the sizzle and, and give you more uh, bigger bites of steak. What do you think? I mean, I mean, I'm not sure how much stock you actually put into this, but um, what do you think um, the, the legacy of the Adam Pierce books time of Ring of Error, uh, Ring of Honor. What what do you think that um, people are going to think of when they reflect on this past era? Uh, truthfully, I really don't care, um, and I, I know that <laughs> it might sound uh, you know as a put off or whatnot. And I really don't mean it as such, but what I'm what I'm referring to basically is that people are going to make the legacy of what I did in Ring of Honor, whatever they want it to be. That's not something for me to decide. That's for wrestling fans who find themselves uh, finding the product and, and getting into Ring of Honor will decide. Um, the fact of the matter is I know that what I did worked for everybody involved. And as I said, me leaving Ring of Honor had nothing to do with creative at all. In fact, I think uh, my peers would, would back me up. My locker room would, uh, Jimmy Cornette would, I think Kerry Silken would, and I know HDNet would. So I'll let the fans decide what the legacy is to be. Any last words about your time with the company? I loved every single second of it, both as an in-ring competitor for three years and as the uh, the head of creative for two. And I miss those guys extremely uh, deeply. And I'm fortunate to be good friends with a large number of them and uh, a huge supporter of Ring of Honor, and I always will be. I, I People make business decisions and, and change relationships every day in business, and I don't. I think people get lost on the fact that that Nine times out of ten, it really has nothing to do with how people may feel about you personally, and, and that's why I'm always cognizant of, of praising Kerry Silken for being what I consider to be the most generous person I've ever met, 
and uh, a great friend and someone that I'm sure I'll do business with in one form or another down the line. But, you know, right now in the current climate and Ring of Honor and and, uh, and, and where that, that business is today, it was time for a change. And as I said, I respect Kerry's decision uh, wholeheartedly, even if I think he made the wrong one. Uh, this question was sent in by listener Alex from out here in California. Uh, now that you and Ring of Honor have departed from one another, um, are you interested in taking a, po- a booking position elsewhere, or will you focus more on in-ring action with the NWA from now on? Uh, I think it, it's safe to say that, and I said this earlier, I was talking to somebody, I've, while I may not have been, um, quote-unquote, booker in title anywhere else but Ring of Honor, I've always kind of stuck my nose into the creative of, of any of the companies I've ever worked for better or worse, and, and I don't see that changing. I'm a staunch supporter of the professional wrestling industry, and, and as an art form, I think in a lot of ways it's lost its way, and, and, and I agree with Jim Cornette wholeheartedly when he says that UFC is, is better at promoting pro wrestling today than pro wrestling is, and, and I'd like to, to be able to be part of that contingent that can kind of take that back and start getting back to some of the basics that made professional wrestling a huge money draw in this country going back to the 40s and 50s. And, um, and I envision that I will do some work with the NWA, both in the ring and uh, behind the curtain. And anything else is uh, yet to be seen. Could you possibly tell me how the beer and snake connection actually started? The beer, I'm sorry, the beer, I heard part of that. The beer and what? The beer and snake connection. Beer and snake connection. Not sure I know what you're referring to. Uh, well, I'm sorry. It's it's been a very very long day. Uh, Adam, me too, brother. The beer, <laughs> slow down, take a breath, and tell me what you're talking about, so I can get on the same page. Well, well, I live out in Rochester, New York, so I'm not really familiar with the West Coast wrestling scene, believe it or not. Okay. So okay. so I, I, I was just trying to do like a quick little recap on your history right now. Okay. And I, I stumbled on your Wikipedia page, and it says that you were part of uh, this uh, beer and snake connection with uh, you wrestled in New Japan Pro Wrestling with uh, talent Toro Gano. I know what you're talking about. It's beer and sake connection. Oh, sake. <laughs> it says right here, which eventually led to them tagging as the beer and snake connection. No, I, that's got to be a typo. No, beer and sake. That's easy. That's easy. 2005 uh, New Japan Dojo was open in Santa Monica, California, and several talents from New Japan would come over and take part in a very early incarnation of uh, the New Japan USA television program that was on here in Los Angeles for uh, six months or so. And Toriyano, who's uh, been a pretty, uh, you know, mid upper mid-card heel for, since his time, since he began in New Japan, came over, and his deal was that he likes to drink sake. And anyone who knows me knows that I like a cold beer. And, and uh, those in charge of creative thought it would be entertaining and interesting to put Yano and myself together, and uh, I would come out drinking, you know, a cold middle light. He'd have a bottle of sake, and he'd be wearing my robe, and I'd be wearing his robe, and uh, basically we'd beat people up and drink alcohol. I must say, looking at your Wikipedia 
photo right now, you are one intense looking dude, man. All right. Well, thank you for that. My wife, my wife doesn't you know, agree. Very well. She thinks I'm a baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, Adam, let uh, let's talk about your current duties with the National Wrestling Alliance. Of course, you you are the uh, current World Heavyweight Champion, and you've defended that title against every single challenger that you face. Uh, right now, you're in your third reign. Uh, how has this reign differed from your first two so far? I think probably first off the top for me personally, it's been a lot more fun. And I say that because uh, I think the NWA members across the country and internationally for the first reign really weren't accustomed to or comfortable with me because they hadn't really done business with me in the past. So, you know, outside of the few members that I would worked for prior to getting the world championship the first time, it was all about kind of uh, every match being an audition for that promoter and for that area to see if the fans would get behind and support their top babyface wrestler facing me. And uh, that worked well for almost a year, and then they, we struck a deal, the NWA struck a deal with Blue Demon in uh, in Mexico. And, or no, I take it back, Brent Albright. I, I brought the, see, I could confuse myself. No, the first time I lost the championship was to Brent Albright in New York uh, in part of Ring of Honor. And uh, Gabe Sapolsky allowed... Uh, me to bring the NWA title into Ring of Honor. I was a member of the Sweet and Sour Incorporated faction managed by Larry Sweeney. It was myself and Chris Hero and uh, Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards and Shane Hagedorn. We were, you know, being these big uh, asshole heels, and, and that was a lot of fun. And, and Brent was supposed to be part of that, and he turned down the invitation to become part of Sweet and Sour, and so I turned my attention towards him and ended up having... I probably had 25 or 30 matches with Brent Albright uh, across the country in 2007 and 2008, both on Ring of Honor and, and NWA cards. And uh, people always say that that match in New York City, uh, we had a death before Dishonor 6, was, this, was a great match. And I love it. Personally, it's my favorite match over the last 15 years. It wasn't perfect, but it was as close to it as it could be for the story we were telling and the way the crowd reacted in New York City that night and, you know, the business of the match and, and, and me tapping out to his arm bar in the middle of the ring and having 2,500 people on their feet, you know, you can't replicate that and you can't duplicate it. And it's something that, that happens on special nights. And, and uh, we had matches like that all over the country in, in Corpus Christi and in Charlotte, North Carolina and Philadelphia and Chicago and in Las Vegas, uh, Mexico City, I wrestled Brent everywhere I could, and uh, and the second time I had that title, it was so short. I only had it for maybe a month or so before I lost it to Blue Demon in Mexico City. So this third reign has given me the opportunity to kind of go back to roots like the first reign was and go back to these promoters that I worked for the first time around, and they're, they're more familiar with me and what I do and how I do business, and, and I like to think I'm very easy to work with. And uh, we're getting some higher-profile matches and having a lot of fun and, quite frankly, being paid better. So it's it's very good all the way around. Uh, now, you know, you you say that during this reign you're having a lot more fun. Just give us your assessment as far as, you know, back when you first broke into the business and, 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 and breaking in with, with the crowd that you did, um, was there more um, – just from what you you've seen, were there more guys back then that 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 had an actual desire to succeed in the business and, and you know and, and kind of like sit back and have a little fun 
doing the job as opposed to now to where, you know, there, there's, there's not a, you know, like a, a hand-picked guys that, that come from other sports that aren't, that don't necessarily have as much heart as you guys did. Well, I mean, I don't know. I think that's subjective, and I think that, you know, I could say that about newer guys, and I'm sure the generation before me could say that about my generation. You know, I don't think, I don't necessarily think the leopard changes its spots. You know what I mean? You just, new leopards are born. And uh, when I broke in, I think that the biggest difference between guys now and when I broke in, and this is was November of 95, is the, the Internet was a baby. You know, uh, YouTube didn't exist. The only way you really got your face scene was to put your demo tape on a VHS, which most people don't even have anymore, and you sent that across the country or to wherever promoter you wanted to go work for, and then you'd call them and bug the shit out of them until they'd answer your call and agree to bring you in, and nine times out of ten it was for, you know, 20 bucks or something like that. And it wasn't wasn't uncommon for me and Dave Prezak in 1996 to hop in a car and drive 15 hours for 10 bucks. And you just don't see people do that today. And I'm not saying that there's, a lack of wanting to quote-unquote pay your dues, because I think that, again, I think it's subjective. I think it's more akin to that technology today makes it easier for people to get into the business and makes things a lot easier to come by, and as a result, people aren't really willing to work as hard for them as they had to. I don't think it's, you know, if you gave me the option in 1995 and 96 to sit at a computer and send a demo tape over an email, I would have done that. I certainly wouldn't have gone through the trouble of making a VHS and send it across the country and then drive across the country to have trial matches, well, hell, you could just download it and look at it. So, I mean, given the, the even playing field, if, if things in 95 and 96 were are they as they are now, I, I would choose now. So I don't know if it's guys having a lack of heart. I just think it's guys not having to jump through as many hoops as they once had to. All right. I do have a question, believe it or not. <laughs> How did you, who came up with the idea of the Matt Classic gimmick from Wrestling Society X? Um, I don't know that I'm qualified necessarily to answer that question. I, I think just, and this is secondhand. Okay, so that's, fine. that's fine, that's um, fine. You know, obviously uh, I'm very close to Matt Classic. Um, and in certain circles uh, I have, uh, have had close relations to Matt Classic. And um, I don't know who came up necessarily with the gimmick, Matt Classic. I think you'd have to ask Matt Classic that. All right. Maybe. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm just busting your Adam, that was, that was I was busting your balls, dude. Uh, Matt Classic was was a brainchild of, of Colt Cabana and, and Kevin Kleinrock and David Montez. Wrestling <laughs> yeah, Society X and uh, has, has afforded uh, has afforded my my brother Coco Banna an opportunity to make some good money, and and I have performed as El Ejo Day Matt Classic, and that's fun too. And of course, one of the one of the names that you mentioned was Cole Cabana, and uh, and of course, Cole Cabana is scheduled to be part of the NWA Championship Wrestling from Hollywood series that tapes tomorrow night from the Galaxy Theater in uh, Santa Ana. Um, you know, last time we, we saw you on, on, a, on a big stage was at the NWA Legends Fan Fest where we saw you laid out by the Sheik. Um, mm-hmm. And, of, of course, we, we know that, that you being, you know, 
you being the champion that you are and an extremely marked man. Uh, any words for the Sheik in particular or any future challengers? You know, I, I made a, uh, the Sheik, I guess, issued a statement, and you can find that on YouTube. I don't know, a week ago, two weeks ago, and, and uh, this past weekend I was I was having good fortune, and I was on an 86-foot yacht in uh, Newport Beach, California, taking in some sun and, and dealing with some very fine businessmen in Orange County who will be in the house tomorrow night at the uh, Galaxy Theater in Santa Ana. And uh, I responded to the Sheik in his, uh, in his words, and it's also available via YouTube. If you search my name on YouTube, you'll find my retort to the Sheik. And rest assured that uh, he called his shot without question, but like, a, uh, like an egg-sucking dog, of course, attacked the man from behind. And I think the problem and the thing that he didn't think about is I am as dirty as they come, and I know more about stooping to levels that men don't want to go than he could ever dream of. So if he wants to get into a war of attrition against someone who really doesn't care what stakes or what levels I have to sink to, he picked the right one. And rest assured, he messed with the wrong man. Of course. Adam, uh, as we wrap things up with you right now, um, just – Talk a little bit more specifically about the championship from um, the championship wrestling from Hollywood series and, and what you expect from from the series in general. Well, I mean, I think it's important for the National Wrestling Alliance to have a uh, strong television presence, and the fine people at KDOC TV in Los Angeles are presenting that that lucrative uh, business and television clearance that David Marquez and the NWA has, has really has missed out on for a variety of years. And the business model and what we're looking to do here in Los Angeles is not unlike what Jim Crockett did in the Carolinas back in the 80s. And uh, we're hoping that through the uh, the ad representation and, and our, our marketing executives working at KDOC and, and the fact that we have mutual interest in the success of the product and the television show that we can forge a long-lasting relationship that may spark some interest uh, in, in a house show business here in Southern California and kind of go back, as it were, to a day when, uh, you know, pre-WWE owning everything, when, when the territorial wrestling business model was, was very successful. And I think the fortunate thing that we have is that since uh, WWE went ahead and, and purchased all of those affiliates and those, and those uh, regional territories, no one has given it a shot. And uh, the good people at KDOC and Bert Ellis and David Marquez and myself are on the same page in, in, in trying to, in a sense, rewind the clock back to a time when, when things worked and, and, and see if we can't make that happen in 2010. And we're all very excited. Well, you can check out Adam Pierce and all of the stars from the National Wrestling Alliance tomorrow night from the Gossip Theater at 3503 South Harbor Boulevard in Santa Ana, California. Tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. NWA Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, tapings for KDOC in Los Angeles. Let's see. Um, the, uh, the shows will also end up, I believe, on NWAHollywood.com. That's where you can go for all of your information. Once again, the NWA World Championship Champion, Scrap Iron Adam Pierce, joining us tonight. Adam, thank you so much for the time, buddy. I'll do it again. Yeah, you guys got it. I appreciate it. If I could uh, just throw out there one quick plug, uh, my publicist, uh, extraordinaire David Lagana said I should get with the time to get one of these Twitter pages. So I've got this Twitter pages. It's Scrap Daddy AP at Twitter. So uh, make sure you follow that and look for uh, late breaking news videos, views, 
stupidity, all of the above from me at that Twitter account. All right, sounds good. Thanks a lot for joining us, Adam. You got it. You guys have a great night. God bless. All right. See you tomorrow. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, that was Scott Byron, Adam Kersey, current NWA World Heavyweight Champion. A really good dude. Really, really yes. he Very, very classy for me messing up some of his, uh, you know, some of his accolades. That's a proper word, isn't it? That is a word. I'm, I'm not sure if uh, that's the correct word to use in, in this term. Uh, but that's fine. I, when, when, when I see him tomorrow, I'm going to tell him that you're a Please apologize for my behalf. Trust me, I am. I'm going to a podcast like this. I feel like such a heel, and I don't mean a wrestling heel. I feel like the back of a foot heel. Something that just gets no respect. You're absolutely right. Uh, you, we actually have one more caller on, online from the from the three two three cut. I believe, I believe that this is somebody that is called before three two three. You're on the air with the Thomas Stop Show. Please state your name and uh, where you're from. South Central LA. What's happening? What's going on? Is this Willie Mack? Yep, sure is. What's going on, Willie Mack? How's it going? I'm doing pretty good, except this heat. It's too damn hot. <laughs> it is really, really hot, man. I mean, I dude, I really like at the beginning of the summer out here in LA, it it wasn't that hot, but then just all of a sudden it, it just got hot super quick. Yeah, it's like unbearable. If I, if I can quote a song, it's hot, sticky, sweet. <laughs> Damn, that was awesome. Thank you. <laughs> I take pride in the most outdated 80s references ever created by man. What's on your mind, Willie? What's going uh, on? Nothing much, just chilling back, getting ready for this thing tomorrow, the NWA Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Now, uh, we already know that you're going to be a part of the main event in in the big six-man tag. Um, now, you know, we've seen you all across SoCal and everything like that, and we've seen lo- locally what you can do, but this show is about to be streamed all, all over online at NWAHollywood.com. So uh, just give Give the people just, just you know one more time as far as like the people that have never seen you what what type of wrestler are you what what's kind of your style for people that haven't seen you work before? Well, for people that ain't seen me, they in for like some shockets right there because I'm a big dude, 285, doing stuff that you wouldn't believe a 285 pound person can do, and I'm black and that's a plus on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, nice man. Hey, so um you are you also perform uh for Mach One here out of Cal uh, out of Anaheim, California, man. Um, you know, what's it been like what you've been in the business for what, three years? Three or four years, right? I've been in the business about five years. Started May 14th. Five years. I'm sorry. Five years, man. I'm sorry, man. That's my <laughs> May 14th. You can stop me around a little bit tomorrow, man, because I I, uh, I definitely 
um, underestimating me, man. I'm sorry. Nah, that's all right. Everybody's human. We all make mistakes once in a while. <laughs> oh, man. That, that's good, man. So, just, um, just tell me, you know, what you been up to, man. I know that you have, uh, you're a, a part of the, the, uh, the Hollywood Tennis tomorrow, but what else have you been, been up to? Are you still working with the Gucci of Avoom, or what else has been going on in the life of Willie Mack? Uh, nothing much is doing my weekly Mach 1 duties as the champ defending over there and whatnot. And Lucha Vavoom I'm still doing, but the next shows ain't until, like, October, like the Halloween-themed shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can catch us up there at the Mayan Theater. Hit up LuchaVavoom.com for all the dates and ticket prices and whatnot, merchandise, stuff like that. <laughs> now, hey, now, speaking of merchandise, uh, last time you came on the show, <laughs> you promised... Uh, that, that that my esteemed co-host here from New York would get himself a Willie Mac t-shirt. So when I come by tomorrow, uh, I expect two Willie Mac shirts, one for myself and one for my co-host. Is that right? One one medium and one with art. I'm an extract. Sweet. See, I got good memory. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. All right, then, man. Oh, man, it... Anything else on your mind, man? I mean, what what, what you doing besides trying to stay cool in the summer heat? I'm just sitting back, relaxing, looking at some, I guess, a Dodger game right now. Chilling back, eating some pork chops and whatnot. I know it's bad. To I was expecting you to sit and look at some nice booty. Oh, I ain't got nothing that happening until, like, later on. <laughs> until everybody went to bed, right? When the sun goes down and the moon comes out at night, that's when the Mac gets his delight. I'm just playing. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's excellent. That's excellent, dude. <laughs> oh, man. God. That's pretty great. That's pretty great. Justin, man, any questions for, for, uh, for William Mac Free from tonight? I, I'm just still in awe shock that we have Willie Mac still on the flying here. Uh-huh. And he's honored us to call him back and he called us back again. I'm not sure if that means that, that, uh, that he enjoyed our show or that he's just bored and has nothing better to do. I'm going to assume it's the latter. Maybe uh, a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. Really you don't have to ask that question, Willie. Up on the Facebook and whatnot, and I'm like, yeah, might as well check out the show again. It was good the first round I heard it. Thanks, man. We appreciate it. Putting that. it down. Y'all putting it down on here pretty good. Exactly. Thanks a lot, man. Hey, yeah. Thanks a lot. Oh, man. All right. Well, I will uh, I will see you tomorrow night from the NWA uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood Tapings from the Galaxy Theater. Um, I'm going to have to hit you up after the show because I need to talk to you about something off the air. But, no, I mean, I'm looking forward to uh, to seeing you work next, uh, uh, work, work, tomorrow night for the tapings and, and, and watching the show premiere next month in September, man. I'm definitely looking forward to it. Hell yeah, y'all be in for a treat. It's going to be awesome and jam-packed. <laughs> for sure, man. Willie, thank, thank you so much for calling in, man, but we got to go, man. But I, I, I'll see you tomorrow, man. It should be a blast. All right, sweet. Peace out. See you, man. Yeah. See you, Willie. Uh,
Always a classy, classy man right there, Willie Mack. Mach 1 heavyweight champion at Willie Mack. You can check out all the... That is two world champions we've had on the show. Two world champions back-to-back in the same show. And how do we follow that? I mean, mean, really, is it even possible to to follow that? I don't know. I don't know. I'm on on pins and needles right now, and plus the ceiling right now is spinning. I believe that's because of the alcohol. No, no, I trust. I, you, you had no, you, you had too much to drink for the show. That's the alcohol. So, so wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Go lay down before you pass out. Wait, 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 wait. Does that mean I have to blame it on alcohol? I knew I should have went. With <laughs> I knew I should have went with a different cost. I knew it. Once. <laughs> The one time that 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 I you know had serious doubts about tonight's show is is the one is the one time where my co-host is drunk and he's trying to do interviews while he's drunk and everything like that. That that is fantastic. Uh, 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 alcohol, baby, because I blame it on the uh, 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 alcohol, baby. No I, no, I blame it on myself for choosing a crappy co-host. No, I'm just kidding. You're not that crappy. I would hope not, because you're my best man. And I respect you more than anything in this world. See, you're lucky that that's a soft spot, because any, any other co-host would, would drop you like a bad habit, man. But he, They would have dropped me, and then they wouldn't have carried me anywhere or driven me anywhere in my drunken state. Well, but since you're out in California, you can't drive me anywhere. That's a benefit, see, so... It works out. Kind of. You're my friend. Sometimes I regret that. How do we follow? I'm kidding. Only a little bit. Um. <laughs> uh, how do we follow two straight champions on our show by going to our number one fan, fan, Dakaris, coming from Atlanta? Dakaris, are you there? Oh yeah, I'm here. Hey, what's going on? Dakaris. What? Hey, Dakaris, I'm going to have to apologize just up front. Um, I'm not sure how much of the show you've listened to, but Justin Time has had a little bit too much to drink, and uh, he's been on the air for the past hour and ten minutes with uh, you. Just in a, in a drunken stupor, so um, I'm, I'm sorry. And I apologize to... Uh, our two guests, and um, you, DeGarrison, for all of I have to have a written statement to apologize to everybody that I've offended. Yeah, too bad. It, 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 you know, it comes a week later, but... And it's the two world champions of the world. Two world champions of the world. DeGarrison. Yeah? What's on your mind, buddy? What's on your mind? Oh, oh what's on my mind? Oh, uh... Yeah. Last 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 night from Raw, he, oh yeah, ju- yeah. Just the time was right about that stupid main event with Sheamus and and, and Zack Ryder it was only three damn seconds. Oh. Oh. Woo woo woo! Thank you, thank you, Dakaris. I'm glad that you remembered my statement from last week. I told everybody and said that whenever Raw is taped. 
for a second week in a row, they just throw on the B and C list celebrities. And the C list comes down to Zack Ryder. I know, I almost wanted to laugh too. I was like, oh. I mean, you know, I like that. How do I how do I not like Zack Ryder? Yeah, man, he's good. He he's a good dude, man. He, he has a what has he done in the last What has he done in the last six months that's relevant to a world title run or to any other title run? <laughs> yeah. Wait What has Santino done in the past two years? to warrant him himself with the title run, but he's one of your favorite guys, though. He has you know, the international title. At least he has that credential. Yeah, he, he had that more than two years ago. Yes. So what has Santino done in the past two years that has made him... He's made out with Beth Phoenix. That's a plus. That's a plus. I, yeah. And he also had the honk of the meter. Oh yeah, yeah, but that was, you know, I, I, I'm I'm done with your question. Your cars. What did you think of uh of um anything else on Raw last night besides Sheamus and uh and Zack Ryder? What did you think of uh of, of the announcement for the six pack challenge at Night of Champions? Oh, uh, I I can't wait for for that, man. I'm like, yeah, let's see Sheamus prove what kind of champ he really is. So I'm like, I can't wait to see that night of champions. So what makes Cody Rhodes so dashing? Um, <laughs> I, 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 do I have to ask the hard questions on the show? Well, I just saw him on Warehouse 13 before NXT came on. How was his acting skills, Takaris? I can't uh, it, remember if interviewed Takaris. No, um, that thought was pretty good. I was like, I, I was, I was like, man, I was like, Cody got the, he got the kitchen chicken on it. So it was just, it was just, right? It was just, he didn't do too bad at all. He, he was, as he says. Dashing. I, I mean, man, it, it it seems like at this point, at this particular point, Cody Rhodes has more upside than Ted DiBiase does because ever since Legacy split up, Cody Rhodes has done you know he's been a lot more impressive to me at least than uh, than than Ted has been. Now, of course, it's hard to beat Ted when you know when Ted has. But Molly, what is that thing up with her hands? I don't get it. I wait. You look at her hands. Well, she does that hand thing. Haven't you noticed? Oh, the little like back off hand, like this. Yeah. Don't you think that would cause like carpal tunnel or tendonitis? No. Or arthritis? No. What what causes carpal tunnel is, is her, you know, forming a ball with her fist as she's jerking. Um, uh, I don't know. But, but, but uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, she, she, she's, um, good night's going to be a good, good night. 
See, this is what you get when your co-host drinks too much. An hour before the damn show starts. I'm sorry, and I've been drinking throughout the interviews. Yeah, I've been hearing you taking squids out the damn bottle. What the hell's wrong with you? Well, I'm sorry. I'm going to get ribbed about this. I know I am. I'm sorry. Yeah. You send all ribs according to me at Rochester, New York. Garth, I'm sorry. This show is is getting like Russell Crab just by the week. Um, I need Blade Breaks. Dakaris, uh, NXT is on right now, right? Uh, yes, uh, it well, it's on commercial break right now. Uh, is tonight an elimination night, or is that next week? I think well, that's next it's week. It's elimination night tonight, man. Next week's going to be season finale. So they're going to eliminate one guy from NXT. Of course, there's still Cabal, Alex Riley, and uh, Michael McGillicuddy. I'm going to call it right now. I think Michael McGillicuddy is going home. And that's unfortunate, because... Like, uh, you know, McKilligutty is, like, probably the most well-rounded guy, but he doesn't have too much charisma. He doesn't have the it factor. Right. And Alex Yeah, because I start now, – now I'm starting to understand why people don't like him too much because of, of that, what you just said with Michael McKilligutty. I kind of like him, but, yeah, he kind of needs to show a little more. I like mm, Charisma. Do you yeah. think you can see him in the Nexus group? Because Nelson skipped Sheffield, has now injured his ankle. They are now looking for a replacement, and I think that the next two spots should be filled up with Husky Harris and McGill Company or Caval. I don't see Caval fitting into to the group, especially hell. I think that Caval is going to probably win NXT. Um, and then he'll be shipped off to SmackDown to just go in his own set. set, set I think, or they can shove in Percy Watch and, oh, yeah. I'm not starting this again. But, oh, yeah. I don't know about Percy Watson. Percy Watson seems a little bit too, I mean, un, unless they totally just do a complete character overall overhaul, on Percy Watson and make him less, less goofy, less... Uh, he was entertaining that way. Yeah, and, and because of that... You know who was just as as entertaining? Who was just as entertaining as Percy Watson? Who? The Union. What the fuck the Union, dude? Can you, can you play that clip? Aren't you... You're on the damn... All right, fine, fine, fine. I'm laying down. Here, here, here's a damn union, all right? Here it is. So there's your union theme, all right? Wow. I, I'm brought back to, like, late 1998. Oh, God. 
do you, do you remember that YouTube inter that 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 YouTube video where that kid was like doped up on like uh, you know like uh, like laughing gas and whatnot and he goes is this like real life? No, I don't. He went to the dentist. I'm so sorry. The fuck is happening to my life? I'll make up to this next week. Right now, you are witnessing, like... I don't have a car. You are witnessing the total breakdown. This is the self-destruction of the No, just in time. No, more than that. This isn't a work. This isn't a trick. Work my ass. Anyway. The Carlsman. Man, I'm sorry. Hey, now the cars. You watch SmackDown, right? Oh, yeah. What'd you think of the debut of uh, Mr. Al- Al- Alberto De Rio? I saw Oh, Alberto. Oh, Alberto Del Rio. Oh, no, I can't get the hell. So. Oh, yeah. He, yeah, I have to say I'm very, yeah, kind of impressed with him. But at the same time, like, you know, I was, like, his entrance, I'm like, it shades of JBL and the original Orn Pyro entrance. I was like, wow. Yeah, even though I'm not a fan of yeah, I'm like, that, that submission he did that, that modified armbar he did with the after the sweep sweep and stuff, I was like, dang, like we can pop his arm off. I was like, damn. I'm like, that was an impressive finish. And he gets good heat from the crowd too. The only thing I saw from that match was I hope that that man the stock you drafted over to Raw, where I have to watch him every week. Hmm. I'm sorry, Dakaris. Dakaris, man, honestly, real, 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 real fuck. Thanks for supporting the show, and uh, thank you for listening and being the last caller and perhaps what could be the last edition ever the Atomic Cop Show. So, um, thanks, man. <laughs> You're going to be doing the hard sales eventually. Um, so, uh, look out for that. Um, the show will probably not be on next week. Uh, I'm just kidding. But we're going to have to uh, sit down and do some serious retooling and uh, a reevaluation of the rules of doing the show and being professional. Uh, Frank Capistel told me I can be like this anytime I choose to. Oh, what hard sale y'all going to do? Say again, buddy. Oh, what hard sale you gonna do coming up? Uh, I was thinking about doing a night of champions since Mr. Kyle Cruz will be flying up here in Rochester. We can actually play off each other's emotions while doing a hard sell. Yeah, right now my emotion is one to I don't know yet kick your ass. So, uh, and that emotion will probably carry over in about three weeks. To anger, and that anger will build in the frustration, and that frustration will build into perhaps the perfect cell that has ever created upon the Internet. 
I'm telling you, dude, as soon as I step off the plane on September 17th, I'm going I'm to... Gonna, I'm going to have a sign that says your name on it. That's going to read Kyle Cruz. Yeah, thanks. man, any other things for us tonight before we got to... We gotta switch to something else real quick, buddy, or are you good? Oh, one more thing. Oh, it's, oh, oh, Raw too. Um, oh, oh, no, not Raw. I mean SmackDown. Kane. Oh my God. He, he once again he delivers on another deep promo. Once again, um, Kane. Kane has been doing some of the best promo work of his career. Now, uh, you know we haven't really seen Kane as inspired as he has been over the past couple of months since this whole storyline with the Undertaker started. And, you know, uh, of course, he's the current World Heavyweight Champion. Of course, you should probably be motivated when when you're World Champion. But, you know, um, he's going to go into the storyline working against the Undertaker. And uh, I think that sooner or later, Kane might be stepping away because you can't really no. follow. You, you you can't really follow up. You know this great work that he's doing with other crap, which Kane was using for the for the better part of five years now. So I think that you know maybe WrestleMania, maybe a little bit after, we might you know we might see the last of Kane in a WWE ring. That's just me. That uh, that's my prediction, but. Kane doing quality work. I couldn't agree with you more to cars, man. Totally agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people saying he might be leaving WWE soon. So since uh, why he's like pretty much delivering the best promo every weekend, week out. It's just like I said, Kane's been reborn in a big time right. and long overdue too. Definitely so. To Carson, you know we always love talking to you, man. Be, be sure to call back next week, all right, buddy? All right. So, thanks, man. Ladies and gentlemen, that was our super fan, the cars. I love that guy, man. I, I Really, like, how do you not love a guy like the cars? We're going to wrap things up here. We're, we're going to go about set, seven more minutes here in the after show, but before we do... Before we wrap things up, we got to do this. We got to play this right here. You know why? Because it is now time for flipping it. Jimmy, you see Jimmy? Jimmy, are you there? Jimmy. I almost missed the show, man. It's, it's I almost, okay, I almost, it's okay. I... I almost missed the show. I couldn't believe it. I looked at the clock and I said, God damn, I almost missed the show. It's all good. Jimmy, floor is all yours. What you got? You know, we're going to have to change the name of the show from flipping it to, like, I, I got nothing to complain about, man. Like, I really have not seen this kind of consistent uh, entertainment come from these shows in a very, very long time. And I'm just extreme, I'm extremely thrilled to see that the rest that the wrestling business is actually you know it, it, it it's thriving. I don't I don't I have, I don't really know what else to tell you, man. I, I I got nothing to complain about. My hats off to McMahon for doing a great job. My hats off to even TNA for putting on some, some kind of product that you can actually watch. 
Shocking. Jimmy's calling in, and, and he has nothing to shoot about. Wait a minute. I, I, I'm, still, I'm still pissed off that Christian is a jobber, but, I mean, how many times can I really talk about that before the, before the general public gets tired of me? I, I, you know, what else can you say? You know, uh, I mean, I think, hold on one second, because I'm actually working and I'm doing this at the same time, so i got to take care of my customer. You, all, you need to pop in the straw, right? Okay. Anything else? You all good? All right, man. Absolutely. There you go. Um, but it's like I, I, once again, since Santino Morel is a man, okay, he's getting kisses blown from 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 whatever her face is. Uh, I just I I thought that was I think thought that was an awesome segment. Uh, there you're welcome. I mean, Randy Orton's on the top of his game. I I really got nothing to complain about. I really I not not one thing. I mean, if you guys can sit here and give me something to complain about, believe me, I will. Okay, TNA, you have. Rob Van Dam being stripped of the TNA title and TNA announcing that they're going to put on an eight-person tournament oh. to crown a new cha- champion, even though they, 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 had the first, they had the first four matches of, of the tournament all in one week that lasted 11 minutes total, and they're going to push things out to October, which coincidentally will be the time that, that RVD is ready to come back. So tell me this. Why the hell do you even ship Robin Van Dam at the time in the first place? Why the hell is there a well, tournament that's lasting two months anyway? Tell me that. As, as you can tell, I kept, most, I kept most, most of my compliments towards the McMahon side. Okay. But I'm comparing TNA lately to TNA months ago, and a, I, I, that's the comparison. But yeah, I don't understand. I don't understand some of the stuff what they're doing. But you know, they they have. I I guess I rate shows on if I rate shows on how much better they were from the prior week and the prior week and the prior week. And with that being said, uh, Hogan and Bischoff are taking are taking less less time talking about nothing, and uh, they're doing a, a, a fantastic job with the overall storyline. Now, I don't know. I mean, did, did RVD really get hurt? Did he really need some time off? I mean, I mean, obviously he was found in in in, in a pile of blood, which was okay, whatever. You know what I mean? But um, so yeah, I mean, I think what they were trying to do was really uh, just take up some TV time. Is the best way I can describe it. I do. Yeah, but, you, but you can't think of a better way. To fill up TV time than another tournament. I mean, uh, tur- tournaments uh, they, they do not make for good episodic TV, and especially for a belt that I mean, I mean if you're gonna hold a tournament to crown a new champion, uh, fine. I could live with that. I don't like it, but I can live with it. But if you're gonna drag the drag the tournament out for two months, two months. I mean, wouldn't you think that? If you're a national wrestling company that you need a champion as soon as possible, why not just do a tournament over the course of a month or even two weeks? Why don't you do that instead so that there will be some sort of kayfabe-wise stability at well, the top as far as they, having they a they, they seem to either specialize in dragging something too long or making something too short. So um, that, 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 that's them. You know what I mean? I... Um, I guess the reason why I'm not picking at little things like that is because I'm 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 so impressed overall with 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 the overall storyline and performance. 
I mean, did, did I not see it correctly that that Sting walked out of, out of out of the limo with Fortune without paint on, and then later that same night got his ass kicked by Fortune? It was, or was I seeing things, or did that really happen? That really did happen. Okay, so at the same point, I, I think they also got to get their storyline straight to see what's going on because I really thought that Sting and, and Flair were gonna were, were gonna were gonna actually I, I think I thought they were gonna actually coexist. You know, what I mean, uh, especially since they but but then it ended up being that Fortune's just pounding the shit out of everybody. You know what I mean? So uh, hats 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 up hats hats off to AJ Styles for making a different four finger logo than 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 the four horsemen. I'll give him that. And hats yeah, off. So, hat, so instead hat, of, of hat, looking like the four horsemen, they are now doing the Matt Hardy sign. Yeah. Well, if the, you, you hey, listen, man, it's gotten to the point where you're not gonna just do it. Everything's been done. So yeah, things are gonna either have to be duplicated or 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 rendition their own way. I mean, how many different how many different versions of a of a razor razor's edge have you seen? How many different versions of a are you gonna sit there and say that? Uh, thank you very much. Have a great night. Are you gonna sit there and say that? Uh, has she been seeing Caribbean? Are you kidding me? No. Jimmy C. Jimmy C. Yes. Actually, call, calling in while while he's working for owning the fine establishment. Jimmy C. Legendary that way. Jimmy yeah. Z's interrupting oh, right. live radio appearance. <laughs> all right. So, yeah. <laughs> Jimmy Z, can you hang on one second? Yeah, I could. we got 10 seconds left on the air for the Atomic Drop show. For just for Kyle Cruz, I'm Justin Time. We'll see you in seven. See ya. Stop drinking. Bastard. All right. We're now in the after hours party. Yeah, but I mean, that, that's... Uh, you know, that's basically, uh, I just, um, the, I mean, what are you going to say? Seamus is doing the Razor's Edge? I, you know, thanks a lot. I'll see ya. Um, you know, are you going to sit here and say that person, that person, you know, so it's just kind of like, you know, you're going to see it, it's going to happen. You you only have four, five fingers on the hand. You're going to do so many with, so many damn things with the fingers, okay? So, um, you know. Uh, it is what it is, I guess, in a nutshell. But overall, for as boring as the product has been for the last couple of years, I mean, and on average, the product has been boring for the last couple of years, and you cannot tell me any different. Okay. Okay, the only thing we need right now to take this over the top is we need Cena to turn so then we can just, we, then, so then he can just get, we can start get, get throwing shit back in the ring. Okay, I want to see every empty and full Coke Beer, popcorn. I want to see everything in the goddamn ring again. And the only way that's going to happen is when Cena turns. All right. Anything you know, else, Cena, Jimmy? Cena needs to turn. Cena needs to start acting like a rapper again. Okay, talking about these nuts, and we'll be all set. <laughs> all right. Hit the music. I believe we got like two more callers left to do, or one more caller. Well, 
those, those guys were on the line. One one is Dakaris, and then one is, I believe it's Billy Max Sonier. But, hey, if you want to take, take those calls, then go ahead, because my switchboard's frozen. So that's all you right there. I lost the switchboard right now. Absolutely. Lucky. I, 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 I'm tipsy. Yeah, I can tell. I want to uh, thank Jimmy Z, Dakaris, Mach 1, heavyweight champion, Willie Mack, and NWA World heavyweight champion, Adam Pierce. To the latter two gentlemen, I will see you tomorrow. NWA Championship Wrestling from Hollywood tapings take place tomorrow night from the Gothic Theater in Santa California. All of your ticket information can be available or can be found at NWAHollywood.com. NWA Once again, NWAHollywood.com. And, folks, tickets are 15 bucks. 15 bucks at the door for three hours plus of rest, wrestling action. You cannot miss this show if you live in Southern California, no matter where you are coming from. Uh, I don't care if you got work or school or whatever. Make it out to the show. I will be there. And all of these, all of the, uh, all of these, uh, all of your favorites in the NWA will be there. It, 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 just check out some, just some, a, a, a partial list, a partial list of some of the cast that will be there from uh, tomorrow night championship wrestling from Hollywood. You have the NWA World Heavyweight Champion, Strap Iron Adam Pierce. You have the Heritage Check, Tag Team Champion, Shawnee Yuma, and Johnny Goodtime, The Rockness Monsters. You have Colt Cabana, Claudio Castagnoli, Willie Mack, Sarah Del Rey, uh, Candice LeRae, uh, my, uh, Scorpio Sky, Joey Ryan, uh, uh, Sean Waltman is, is soon to be here, I believe. Uh, Xbox? Yes, he he's scheduled six. He, uh, uh, according to the NWA Hollywood re- website, he the is one two three to, kid. That's him. You have uh, Amazing Kong, formerly known as Austin Kong and Tina. You have all of these people scheduled to be there. Um, Really, it's a it's a, a campus. There's one of them I forget. Oh my God, I can't even forget about this one. Ladies and gentlemen, Percy Pringle the third. Brian Daniels. Percy. Percy Pringle. Percy Pringle. Paul Bear. Paul Bear will be. Can I do my Paul Bear? Go for it. Oh yes, I Undertaker. And if you will be there tomorrow night at the Galaxy Theater, you will see a better version of what Justin just attempted to do. Once again, tickets are 15 bucks at the door. 15 bucks. You cannot miss it. Galaxy Theater. Check it out. NWAHollywood.com. I'm done with the show. Seriously, Justin, any last comments? And make it quick because I'm, I'm pretty pissed. Do you have comments? Huh? You're my my friend, and I can't wait for you to come up here for my birthday. You know, that's going to work only so much longer. I swear it is. I know. But but it's going to be the most awesome time that you will have up here. I'm going to have so many guys with me tomorrow, but it's it's okay. It'll be worth it. Anyway, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood tomorrow night. NWAHollywood.com. You can check that out as soon as uh, we're done here, which is just about right now. Thanks to both of our guests, Willie Mack and Adam Pearson, to all of our cars. We thank you guys. If you get through all the show, please support us. Come back next week. I swear to you, Justin will not be drunk. So I promise. It'll, it'll automatically be a better show. 
on behalf of Just in Time, I'm Cog Cruz. I'm getting the hell out of here. See ya! <laughs>